0: Straight out of Leighton. You're listening to Netwick Radio with your hosts Logan, Aaron, Jake, and Cody. I have been
1: I have been trying for the past entire week. To figure out who the naked guy in bed, who you showed to that poor Latino lady at Crown Burger, who was, that is. It was my boy, CJ. Okay, good to and, know. And, and
2: I, I was, we were walking in, and we were talking about stuff, just having a little life update moment. And I'm like, bro, I'm getting a burger. My boy's in New Zealand, and uh, he's like, yo, I'll order your burger. I'm like, thank you, man. And so I was like, I want bacon cheese. And he's like, okay, and then he whips his shirt off right then. <laughs>
1: Dude, I was like, I don't know what Aaron's doing doing softcore cyber in the fast food uh, line. <laughs>
3: what an insane statement. A what a string shot. of words.
1: Welcome to awesome. Nitwick Radio, folks. Dude, it was
2: funny. It was hilarious.
3: <laughs> look, look at how
0: unamused she was, dude.
3: She's pissed. <laughs> she was this is the so worst day pissed. she's had in years. Yeah, but you gotta admit, that's funny.
2: That's really funny.
0: Oh. It was funny. Uh, watching it was extremely funny.
2: Hello and welcome to Nitwick Radio. This oh, come is uh, on. I already said it. season four. Right. Episode yeah. five. five. Yeah. We're doing yes. Sega. Uh, Sega? Sega. Sega. Who's going to? Sega, Sega. Sega Bodega. Sega Bodega. Sega, Sega Bodega. Uh, what's the album called? Uh, Romeo. Yep. Nice. Romeo. Good call. And uh, the topic of the week. Wait, wait, wait. How are we actually
0: agreeing to pronounce it? Sega Bodega?
3: Yep. Oh yeah, I was just Good. messing around. No no
0: Sega here, huh? Well, no the thing is, Lego? I was just talking about New Lego? York, but New York bodegas are the big thing and they say bodega. Uh. So it would be Sega bodega, but <laughs>
2: i'm not gonna be that way well dude no i'm saying sonic the hitchhog is it made if by you're... sega or sega it's sega i would say sega there so
0: we're gonna believe me
3: i saw those commercials in the 90s where the man <laughs> comes on screen and yells sega at you i won't repeat it right sega.
2: now
0: but yeah
3: no 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 if you go watch like old advertising of sega games from the 90s a guy at the end will just yell sega at you not like the sega no he screams sega <laughs> <laughs> it's great
0: dude why hasn't why hasn't sega bodega
3: sampled that bro I don't know. That would go hard. You could have told me that Seiko Bodega has sampled it, and I'd just be like, yeah, sure. Dude, but
2: but my point is, my boy CJ taught me that this no shirt, no shoes, no service stuff, not real. It's not well, real. Well, he lives not, in a fake real. country, yeah. for They don't want all. you to
0: know this, but if you take off your shirt and walk into 7-Eleven. If
2: you have a friend from another country, and you have them order your burger without a shirt on, they will give you the burger. That's confirmed.
3: Yep. Where was this at?
2: Crown Burger in Salt Lake.
3: Oh, yeah. Crown Burger. You're allowed to be chaotic there. (laughs) We talked about how chaotic that Crown Burger experience that I had had the time before we went before Roger Waters was. (laughs) I'm not going to repeat it on the show because there's a family-friendly podcast, but there's a lot of drugs involved and like $100 worth of burgers. (sighs)
0: $100 worth of burgers. I'm still mad about that. that. (laughs) What's the topic of the week? Dude, the topic of the week is Logan's and it's... What is the? Well, let's see. What is the exact wording? Is it what is the point of negative art criticism? Something like that.
1: Something like that. Yeah, this sounds like uh, me. Logan, why? <laughs> Let, <laughs> Let me look it up. I'll,
0: I'll look it up.
3: I got my phone out. I'm pulling it I'm up I'm scrolling right through now. all the it, Marillion It is text. What
0: is the point of negative art criticism? I hit it. I hit it.
3: There was War a guy at the Porcupine Tree Show with the Marillion Marble shirt on. Dude, that's a great album. It was really good. No, I listened to that whole thing <laughs> the night you sent album. it to me. And I had like,
2: not, not listened to that in forever. And not, it just came to my head. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to that. And It was still good. Usually it's not. In that same session, I went back to some... Um, hair metal that I used to really be into like when I was in junior high. Mm, and what we, I, what think, we I don't even think I have the nostalgia to like it anymore. But I well, think was, I, this is the first well. time I've ever been to a point where I was listening to what used to be. It depends the track. Was it Striper? No, no, no. Specifically who, who, I'm putting, who I'm putting on uh trial right now is great white.
3: Oh yeah. I that's was a fair. big,
2: I was a big great white fan, but I turned on great white and I was like, yeah, I mm-mm. no dude. That's what happens. Like, like there
0: is music I listened to that I loved at the time. Like Thousand Foot Crutch, bro. I am never, ever gonna to listen to Thousand Foot Crutch unironically again. Ever. Like, like I I don't even wanna statement. I don't even wanna say that. I it's so <laughs> embarrassing. But like Frick, dude. It's like, yeah, not even nostalgia would would carry me through. Like I would turn that on as a joke. And that is
1: it. I, I just Every time anybody has ever said anything like that on this podcast, it's taken all of like seven episodes for them to insert the foot into the mouth. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for no, you to rejuvenate no, your No, I will foot say, I,
0: I will say without a doubt. Like gospel dude, truth, I will dude. never listen D-O-V. to Thousand Foot Do You find
2: yourself with your foot in your mouth and it's over no. listening to Thousand <laughs> That foot will never again. happen.
0: That will <laughs> never happen. Hell will freeze over before that happens.
2: I don't know that that would be pretty epic if you found yourself like legitimately like
0: I don't know. They really found me. No, I would be. It sick took so, him a while. Jake's
3: just listening to a Thousand Foot crutch, and I call the Epic Department to <laughs> Dude, file. I would blame. have
0: so much inner turmoil. Like I would disappear. I would just disappear.
2: Oh, like ah. Uh. That'd be hilarious. Like, later in life, seriously, one of the members of Thousand Foot Crutch <laughs> becomes one of the most influential artists, like, in your life at that time. Oh, boy. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. Oh, Yeah, no, uh, you know, we had a mini hiatus. We've been going to some concerts. You know, just some classic.
3: Some big ones, too. Like, not to seriously, sports.
2: yeah. Oh, hey, Damon, uh,
3: I asked you, and I already forgot, but how much
0: did you get into Gorillas for?
4: Uh, like, 70 bucks. Dude,
3: that's... That is so good. I still don't think anybody's ever beat Aaron scalping into Smashing Pumpkins price. That was like what ten dollars you spent?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent it was it was I think it was ten dollars for the pair because yeah, the, he, the, the dude ten dollars wait well he wait okay so it was I didn't even know until talking to Cody but like it was a Smashing Pumpkins original band reunion tour thing like there was a ton of original members and so it was it literally was, everybody but one. It was supposed to be a hype thing. And this dude had a wad of tickets. He just he he overcompensated. And so me and Matt went up to the dude and he wanted like a hundred bucks a ticket or something. And we're like we were literally on those little scooters. And we're like, we'll be back and there's <laughs> And then literally like forty minutes later, this dude's walking down the road and we we still on our scooters like creep up next to him. I'm I'm not making this up, this is how it went down. We're still on the scooters and we're I I, I like match his speed and I just I'm like, So do you still got any of those tickets? And he's like, Yeah. I was like, "I'll give you ten bucks for a pair." He's like, "Fine."
3: <laughs> and then they came and sat by me. Yeah, and I was pissed. And you, you know paid how much how, I you spent paid much? on that ticket? One hundred and twenty dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ten dollars for a pair. I, the thing about it is this: like, I think scalping you—you you can pull off some amazing stuff. Like, we got into Kendrick for forty bucks a head. Oh, that's good. And that was like over a hundred bucks as well. So like you can pull off amazing stuff, but if you want to guaranteed be there, yeah, don't yeah. don't get. Well, yeah, that's the thing
4: is, gorillas. There weren't any scalpers at all. I just bought the cheapest possible seat because it's all they had in the box office, and then I logged into one of my friends' Ticket Masters and snuck into the pit.
2: So, <laughs> it still worked, but dude. dude, uh, dude there's this thing called Astro have World. Any. Have you heard of Astro World? Yeah, dude. A lot of people, lot of people were doing stuff like that. A lot, of people, like a lot that. of
0: people snuck into the pit. A lot of people were doing stuff like that. Thought that happened in Fortnite. No, that was uh, that's pretty impressive. I, I, um, yeah. I think that if you want to like enjoy the experience, no stress, no nothing, then just buy it. But if you want to try to get in, dude, you, I mean, you probably can. For the
2: record, yeah. The Smashing Pumpkins show was pretty sick. Custom visuals the whole time, and they were very much like, like edgy, like some goth kids, like sketchbook digitized and like just displayed can, in the back can
3: you confirm or deny this i would partially deny it there's definitely <laughs> some but a lot of it was just the artwork from the melancholy album because they played like a ton of that album not it, all of it because that'd be like two hours alone it was but. really good though like when they
2: when they have more the shoegaze side or like the or yeah whatever, that side of smashing pumpkins i really like and they did a that david bowie song yeah they played space oddity and he stood up on the he had a staircase up to an OLED screen, and he like just stood up with his hands up. It was
3: it was pretty good. They played a few covers in that concert. I don't know what the other ones were. But then but. there was a whole
2: wing to their set where he was doing like Phantom of the Opera stuff too. And I was like, "What is going on?" Like he sat down at a grand piano, and the people came out with like porcelain masks, and it was like, "Sounds kind of sick." Though. I don't know about this. That sounds kind of sick. It well, was. but then I, didn't Sugar Ray show up on the screen at one point? Or am I crazy? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure Sugar Ray was on the screen in a big top outfit. Oh,
3: yeah. No, he started out the concert. He's the one that like introduced the band. Yeah. See. Mark McGrath or whatever his name was. So you, you decide. Every time cringe, I think about you Sugar decide. Ray, I just think of that video where someone yells, Sugar Gay. And he goes, who said Sugar Gay? I'll kill you. <laughs> that's a great video. Definitely recommend looking it up. Oh, that's show. so good. I,
2: I stand by Sugar Ray like unironically there's some tracks me, they know like their their <coughs> public persona oliver tree borrowed from it 100 because like it's kind of trash music but they're taking it so serious <laughs> like yeah but
3: it's actually decent that's but like difference. but like
0: do you think that they were being dead serious yes. about it yes oh, oliver tree is not being i, I know, dead serious. i know but
3: i'm saying i think he borrowed i
2: should post some videos because i think he borrowed from how they are huh. about it because it's kind of like they're getting super defensive, and then you listen to the music and you're like, are you kidding me? Like, you're going to kill someone
3: over this? <laughs> it's, yeah, no, Sugar Ray is like, Ska, light. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, no. It's so good, dude. I love Sugar Ray. Oh, no. All right, all right. All right. Don't remind me of Ska. Oh, I'm Every bringing once ska in a while, I have season. a nightmare
0: about Ska. I I'm going to bring say, though,
3: three Ska albums next real. season. I had a dream I was drowning KCB in Nights. Orange Phantom. i going to do. Streetlight manifestos and, and Big everything Fish went numb. was playing. Real Big Fish
0: was playing, and I was drowning in orange Fanta. That
3: is what the soundtrack would be.
0: <laughs> it Was a nightmare. No, I
3: think there'd be some pizza rolls in there too. We we soundtrack. saw avalanches last night
2: though, and I just have to. I have to say that was really good. It was extreme. Those guys good. are having a great time. I'm proud of them. Seriously, like they just brought such a
0: good, like. Magical energy,
2: like it's kind of hard to it's explain. Like honestly, music. it felt like their music. It's yeah. just like this, like Did they cartoon world where everything's okay.
0: They didn't do Frontier Psychiatrist. Well, and I wouldn't no. have known anything. Yeah, I th- they, that definitely was an intentional move. I was kind of surprised, honestly. But I mean, that's like their biggest song. That that is their most streamed. Thought I would say that's ever. like
3: their. So, like during because the I Porcupine mean, Tree too. concert,
0: yeah, but not as big as Frontier. I just looked it up the other day. The Frontier Psychiatrist music video has twenty-two million
3: views. Well, during like and Porcupine Tree, so like the last song they played was Trains, and Stephen Wilson was like, "We never had a hit. We're not a popular band." He's like, "But for some weird reason, you people really like the song Trains, but I still get to play whatever I want because I have no singles, nothing charted." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "That's the opposite of the Avalanche's where they had like one big song." Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I, I mean, yes, I think it was
2: intentional, but I also do feel that like. Frontier Psychiatrist would not have fit their set. It, it wouldn't
4: have.
0: But if they
2: would have done was, it as like an
0: encore. That
2: was would,
4: like a house show, dude. It was that like was, a house show. That wasn't even like... It was a it, house show. Well,
0: it, well, no, no, no. It, it started not very housey. And then it got ex- extremely housey yeah. for like the whole middle section. They had and Daft and Punk th- samples. They had like Chicago house samples. But then it ended It ended on not very housey note. Yeah. But yes, the, the whole like... I would say good three fourths if you were to take three fourths and shift it into the middle that's about how house-y you, it you was. should
2: yeah honestly recommend just go and listen to avalanche's sets there's tons of them online and they're always just so good they they pull so many samples so like the but yeah it's like it's like really good djing because it takes you on a trip you know it's not just like one thing the whole time it, it's like it, it evolved and it was oh man good it, time
0: it was cool was it was in. so cool I, the one thing I was sad about is they have a, they're touring with a big screen behind them.
2: Oh really? But I think the
0: depot was too small for it. That's yeah. lame. Which is a bummer been, because that been cool. they, they said like all over their tour like uh like what what's the word? Like advertisements or whatever. It was like an audio visual show. Mm-hmm. And it was still really cool with just the
3: lights. Yeah, but it but was just like the default lights. It was default
0: much. light stuff. Like they had a screen, and I was like, no.
3: I wanted to see Oh, that. that was one of the coolest parts about the Porcupine Tree Show is they took a bunch of their stuff from the tour of a blank planet in 2007 and upscaled it in AI to 4K. And so, like, whenever they'd play songs from that tour, it was the original videos that they had behind them at that tour. So, Sick. Bro, did you hear what
2: That's Elon cool. said about AI? Uh, he hasn't killed himself yet.
3: <laughs> Bro, I'm begging. We I'm better, get, to in this point. We better <laughs> get into the <laughs> album. We better <clears> get into the <throat> album. Seagabediga. All right. Let's so. talk
0: about Seagabediga
4: this um yeah romeo by sega bodega um i found out about sega bodega through shy girl and he is her producer pretty much in the same way that ag is to charlie like just like the kind of pair that always works together but not exclusively but um yeah anyway uh this album came out end of last year and i've pretty much been consistently listening to it all year and um yeah, I don't know. I just think it has some really creative ideas with some of the songs, especially just the writing. And like, there's a few moments on the album that kind of lose my interest, but for the most part, like songs like "Sit" C- or yeah, "Cicada" and like, um, like "Angel on My Shoulder" and "Romeo," like they're just really creative. They have really unique noises and production. I think, and this album has just always been a good time. And yeah, I'm wondering what you guys think of it because I feel like we ha- don't really
2: have anything. Close to this on the show, I wanted. I wanted to start by uh, the, the the legitimately the first thing that hit my head when I was listening to this is I just was thinking the ca- the character development of Damon. Yep. The character development
0: of Damon. I love it. I love. I love the story of Damon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. I was
0: listening to this today, I was like,
2: "Heck, no!" Yeah. That's seriously what I thought about. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like two years ago, whitest boy alive. <laughs> and two years later, here we are listening to Siga Bodiga. Yep. And uh, character development of Damon has truly transpired here.
0: Truly. Also,
2: it, yeah. I the other thing, I, okay, as, as to what I have to say about the album, you honestly said a lot of what I was thinking, like the, the sounds specifically. I like it when people can put an actual project together, not just a single. There's, there's a lot of people in this world right now. And I mean this sound space where they just put out songs or... There's even if it's an album, their songs are very much isolated and just like yeah. let's just try and make a rager, let's try and make another yeah. rager. One of these will stick, and they just do it. This felt like an album, and yeah. I really, really appreciated that. Yeah. Specifically for me, the second track, like that starting whatever it, sound immediately, I was like, Whoa. so cool. Is is the second yeah.
0: track is "Angel on My Shoulder" or is that a um, third? No, the third? That's the second it's track. All your friends think I'm that. Too young oh for yeah, you. yeah. All,
4: all my yeah. Are you thinking of "Angel on My Shoulder" or, or no? "Angel on My Shoulder" is the second one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That. That,
2: that yes, immediately, I agree, immediately immediately was like I look at the phone like what is this? That, that was, was huge. So yeah. sick. Yes. There's there's
0: a lot of moments like that. My favorite track and on the this. album was Angel on My Shoulder. That I, was I thought that song freaking that is awesome. And dude, that key change at the end, ooh. Yeah. When that hit me the first time, like legitimately I, I like I like sat back in my chair. I was like,
2: that was good. That was really good. Uh, <laughs> other thing I was gonna say though is um, and I just a side note but like it was kind of surprising to me but like Charlotte Gainsbourg ran- randomly is on yeah, that. yeah I was like wait yeah, a second I, I, I was that. like I know her from Dude, movies well and she's <laughs> she, she's in a ton of like like her solo cuz her dad Serge Gain- Gainsbourg is like notoriously like a lot of musicians I like are super they revolve around him like how do you, it's like the Radiohead whatever radius like Serge Gainsbourg is like this dude that like people are around and like Beck is a huge fan. Air is a huge fan. Daft Punk loves Serge Gainsbourg. And so like actually her personal discography, the first album was written, all the instrumental, all the instrumentals were written by air. Her second album, all the instrumentals were written by Beck. Her third one, she collaborated with one of the guys from Daft Punk and like, anyway, she's just one of those, people that when she shows up you know that there's like people around her and so it's like whoa that's, that's charlotte gainsburg
0: this might be this might be a hot take i didn't really love that song. i didn't though. either but, i but I, the, I that was
2: one of my least the favorites. fact that she was on it though no, no. said something yeah
0: no no when i saw that she was on it i was like oh that's actually a yeah. pretty
2: cool collaboration yeah but i just didn't really love the no, no, no. yeah more is just like her presence when she's around you're like oh like Siga bodega is Somebody in I certain regret, circles. I regret saying that. We, we cl- yeah that we
0: clarified it. at the beginning. It's Sega Bodega, okay.
2: Anyways, no, but it, like my vision of like who she is, where is she from? Is she European? Uh, I think she's French, dude. Uh, yeah, it makes
3: sense. Yeah, I mean, she was. I didn't totally even in that know circle. she's sung. Until today, <clears throat> so like when I saw her on the album, I was like, "Wait a second. I, was I know like, her from
0: in... Antichrist.
3: No, <laughs> she's in. Did. You are Holy correct. Wow. Got the correct de- director. That she's yeah, in Nymphomaniac. That. Wait, where's where's and, um, who from? It's here? not Antichrist. It's the one with uh, Bo- Kirsten Dunst. Sega Bodega. Uh, Sega Melancholia. A dude. She's in Melancholia oh, yeah, yeah. and Nymphomaniac. Yep. But I was like, oh, "Wait he, a he, second. He's and I was like, Scottish and Irish. Von dude. She's in a lot.
0: She's in a lot of von Truer's movies.
3: But yeah, I didn't know she sang until today. You know, I know.
0: I knew that before I knew she was an actress. So I, I I had the reverse. It was because of Aaron because of that Beck project that mm-hmm. he mentioned. Aaron used to listen to that quite a bit. So I no, just, yeah. Just
4: to clarify, really Sega Bodega is the dude on the left on the album cover. Really? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. He's not the we, ghost. Well, you thought she, you thought it was the glowing girl. No, I'm dude, just, I'm just when <laughs> <kidding>. you pitch <laughs> the
2: boys, you know? No, it's like, like, yeah.
0: I don't know. Okay, speaking of that, that is literally what I was about to say next. That album art freaking rules. I love that album art. He
4: he says specifically, like, this album is, like, exactly what he's always wanted to do. And he was very, very specific with everything, all the sounds and all the visuals. He was like, this is exactly how it has to be. And I I think it looks great. I I think his vision landed perfectly. The album cover
3: reminded me a lot of Placebo Sleeping With Ghosts. It's got a very similar vibe to it. If you look it up, you'd know. You'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, I man I just I thought that was such a cool idea like having somebody be like s- so bright like that like I don't know I had never really had seen that before and I was like gosh I Bro, wish i never ca- seen I, an angel before
2: well, well are you, are no you like, seeing, you've never seen but, seen but like the clothes the
0: clothes weren't glowing no 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 but I'm kind like, of level with you like I, I, IRL <laughs> yeah IRL uh, that's between me and God okay no but like legit when I saw that I was like oh I wish I came up with that idea that is way cool that, that was my first thought. It's super sick. I really liked Angel on My Shoulder. There's a. Uh, I really liked Romeo. I thought Romeo was fantastic. Yeah, the title mm-hmm. track was sweet. I, my opinion is this also might be a little bit of a hot take. I think it should have ended on Romeo mm. because the way it, and I get it the way it, it the way it went from Romeo into that um um or uh uh. Or well, rom-
4: yeah. The thing with um um is it's supposed to be a song. Uh, in tribute for Sophie when she died. So mm. I think maybe it wasn't an original like plan on the album, but it's supposed to like pay homage. Hey, homage. I did, see. Did Sophie
2: so. like...
0: And I, I mean, she, she I, fell off a roof looking at the eclipse. I'm not even, kidding. I know that's what I was going to ask. Straight that's up what, that, that's yeah. what I was going to say, it but was,
2: I was like going to say with, I was going to try to say it with no disrespect.
4: No, it was like, no, that's like, what happened. It's a total straight accident. Up. Yeah. It's like the most random thing
0: that's happened. I don't happened. know, dude. But, that was
2: a tragedy. Dude. Witchcraft. I've been doing an eclipse. I've seen people pull <laughs> out the crystals. I know what happens.
0: <laughs> no, I, I did go read about it. Cause obviously flume. Yeah. Worked with her she a lot. She worked with a ton of people, She yeah. was cool. Yeah. And it, when it happened, Flume was the first person I saw it from. Dude. And I, I was like, what the heck? Like, what happened? Le- and when I first read it, I was like, is this even real? You fell off a roof dude, looking at yeah. the eclipse? But it, yeah, that's really what happened.
2: I don't know, dude. I think that they're... Never, I gotta be... No. Somebody got Let's start denied. a conspiracy. I'm not gonna say anything. No, let's start a conspiracy. Well, I was just gonna say, like... official stance, Like, literally... If you have ever been to an eclipse, literally self-professed witches definitely show up, tons of them. And I'm just saying, when the dark arts start taking off,
0: dude, I highly doubt it. This is like the the weirdest connection. Like she might be in hell right now. Is all I'm trying to say.
3: <laughs> Oh boy! Okay, we should move on. Jake, God. elaborate. No, no, no. I mean, I don't mean
2: that. Uh, well, I'm trying to say Dude, she might have used the eclipse to perform the ritual to unlock the gates what of hell. If, That's what, if, what I'm trying what to say. What if Sophie's the doomslayer?
3: I mean, we're going down, down <laughs> <laughs> we're going down roads. We're yeah. going down roads right now. No, but like Sophie's the doomslayer. That really, that he really. Said
2: he wanted the conspiracy. Yeah. I just delivered the goods. Okay. No. If, you, if you haven't been to an Eclipse, though, so next time you will be in Eclipse at some point in your life and you will see the crystals and you will see the stones and you will go, wow, he's right. The dark I'm going to show up with, like present. a
3: crucifix and like, <coughs> like I do just blanked on the name, but, like prayer beads and stuff. Yes.
0: Freaking, like, oh, the rosary bead? Thank you.
3: Yeah. I, it's like it starts with an R, but. Dude, um, wasn't going there's anywhere. no
0: fiction there. That really yeah. does happen. Okay, no, but like the. I. I Knowing that it's an homage to Sophie is pretty cool, but like Romeo just ends on this powerful, awesome note, and then it starts going the with the um um thing, and I was like, okay, that is cool, but I really kind of would have liked it if it ended like that. Maybe yeah, should no, that, that Romeo
4: ending is pretty sad. It's so um um was the second to last song, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Second to last. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to hear what you think.
1: Oh, this uh, this album is nuts. The specific moment for me was when, like, uh, when I Don't Need Anything From You came on, and I was like, oh, this is okay. That's and then also- I learned that a Blood Orange collaborator was on there. Oh, and right. was, Yeah, one of the guys who works with Blood Orange all the time, and I was like, oh, this kind of has, like, a gospel thing to it. And then Cicada came on, and I I could not believe it. I have never I heard anything like that track Maybe, like, Oklo's God char- God's Chariots. Mm. Uh, and that's I, it.
0: I love Oklo, too. Dude, we saw her open for Flume at Red Rocks. Oh, yeah.
4: that's who opened? Yeah. yeah. Well, one,
0: one of the three openers. There are three openers. That's Yeah, Sega she opened
4: for Flume in Arizona a oh, oh, weeks ago, actually. That's cool. But that's way cool. Dang, yeah, no. Cicada, seriously, has to be my favorite song off this album. Like, Arca, her stuff alone, too, is, like, the same... Like, I'm just as impressed with this album as I am with her. Like, her experimental, like, dance stuff, she's done with, like, Boys Noise and, like, whoever else. She's also got a bunch of stuff with Sophie. But, yeah, no. that This whole, like, I guess, like, Sega isn't really hyper-pop, I guess, but he's, like, European electronic music post-2020s, you know? Yeah, which is so adjacent to hyper-pop anyway. There
0: was one specific song. I'm forgetting which one. But it sounded like a Dorian song. Like, like really? Like p- chord progression. I was like, oh, this could this yeah. could be a Dorian. Role. He has. Cl- I forget which song it is. I'd have to go click through him. But that's what I thought. But yes, yeah. I agree. Generally, it didn't feel super hyper pop. It's like more club yeah.
3: or something.
4: Mm-hmm. But it was it-
3: that final song was like the hyper pop moment. It definitely did <laughs> feel like it had a
2: lot more. And I, I don't mean this like to say that hyperpop at large doesn't have artistic intention but it felt that like doesn't. a bit more of like an actual album art project <laughs> like like yeah. somebody somebody yeah. like actually sitting down and writing an album mm-hmm. instead of just being like let's just ride this wave yeah I know?
1: don't know it felt like it had a lot more in common spiritually with like the cry wolf and the Eden projects that yeah. we've gone over than it does with like a Dorian project yeah I was thinking that actually Eden
2: was I, while I was yes.
1: listening
0: I was like this is like insanely parallel to a lot of what I listen to like, literally, I thought that. And I was yeah. like, wow, and now, da- Damon and I are starting to kind of bump into each other, and it's kind bit, of, yeah, well, yeah, kind now of I great. Just,
1: now I just want a name for it, because, you know, all the descriptors for Sega Bodega are like, oh, it's Deconstructed Club with vocals. And I'm like, eh, not really. And then, like, yeah. people come to Eden, and they're like, oh, you know, it's like this art pop kind of thing. And I'm like, eh, not really. And then people talk about Crywolf and they're like, Oh, it's orchestral EDM. And I'm like, that's definitely not right. <laughs> and I, and I'm just frustrated because I like the sound of all of these albums, but I'm finding it. I'm having a hard time finding a way to describe them in a way that unifies them. That's useful.
0: Didn't, you know, it's called chest cavity
3: core.
1: Yeah, apparently <laughs> I put chest cavity. Core. What a weird that's evolution a of that from the story <laughs> so far to this. If I, if I had anything to say about this album, I think that, for the most part, it's extremely strong. The worst part of it is that Sega Bodega is not a vocalist. No. And he makes up for it in really interesting ways most of the time. Mm. Most of his production choices make his the way that he sings really fun to listen to and make the songs really enjoyable. <laughs> he's got
4: like a few vocal effects that he exclusively uses, it sounds like, whenever he's doing vocals. Yeah. Like, for sure. But sorry. And and he's
1: brilliant at it, right? And I, I don't want to take away from the fact that like at least half of this album is going to my library. But the other part is when I think really hard, when I focus really hard on him singing, I'm not gonna say I'm in love with it. Like I I hear the lack of confidence, I hear that this is not really his element. And it does detract. I think, especially from "Angel on My Shoulder," which is my least favorite song. Actually.
2: Really? Are you yeah. serious, bro? That's yeah. a great song. Yeah, well, of course, what? Logan, to say that. Yeah, yeah, come cool. on, yeah, come sure, on. Sure. <laughs> why sure, why not? Sure,
1: why not? Chalk it up, chalk it up to me being a contrarian. I can't ever have an opinion, I guess. You know, Logan. Well, no, <laughs> no you, you but
2: being no, your least no, no. favorite song, hey, no. seriously? Let, let's be clear. You do have an opinion. It's just my opinion's shadow. Oh
1: my god.
2: No, you do have an opinion. It's just the invert of our opinion. No,
0: I'm just. Just kidding, I don't even know who else shared that opinion. I think I was the only one that said that. No, was I it? think I was no. in
2: agreement, but, but
4: I will agree with what you're saying, and that's why that's why I love Shy Girl because it's this production with just way better vocals. Like, just like Shy Girl, her introduction to music was just she had no idea about it at all. Like, she had DJed a few times, but Sega was like, Yo, I think you'd be cool to work with. Come in, and like, I like, I love thinking about this all the time at music school because like she came in with no. No idea about music at all. And like she's a successful musician making bangers consistently. And there's all these people like learning music theory six or whatever, like every single note perfection and their music is crap. So, like, I don't know. I think. No, I just just legitimately, the the more I listen to music,
0: my opinion is some people just legitimately have like a gift yeah like they they, legitimately are just a music they're just aware of
2: how melodies and everything's supposed to yeah that's why like I love and it's been manifest many times throughout the show like I have a deep affinity for like outsider art like I I really because I agree and I think sometimes even if they're poor at structurally or production like there's a soul to it sometimes where it's just like if this person can just put themselves out there in this way in this format like it just translates. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, but it, it, it just does like it. There are certain artists that just like what you just said about shy girl. It's like they write things so consistently good for so long. You're just like, how are these things coming out of your mind? Like, it's amazing. Like I think of artists like flume and like Crywolf and like Eden, which obviously some of those are ones that I, I just really, really love. But like, I just like, I look at. There, there are songs, and they come on, and it's just song after song after song. I'm just like, how do you hit the mark this many times? Like, I just don't get it. And so, yeah, I totally get what what's you're saying. What's
2: crazy or interesting, at least, because, like, for me, I feel the same way about people like Damon Albarn, Flume, for that matter, Beck. I mean, a lot of these people. But, like, they... The, 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 the ones that I've followed, anyway, when they get talking about it, they don't know either. And that's what's... Flume's that way, for sure. I've heard him say it. It's, like, it's really weird... I don't think that they understand it either. And I, I think it's so weird that there's like a connection that can exist. That well, uh, well, I think it, they're, it
0: all, makes, witches. they're all witches. It ties even
1: back into this album because I was reading like the paper track by track that Sega Bodega did about this album. Mm-hmm. And for about, it, it wasn't like every track, but it was about half the tracks. So it was like, oh yeah, we knocked this out in a day. Oh, yeah, this took us three hours. Oh, yeah, we just got in the studio for two hours and it was a vibe. Yeah, I got back from eating lunch and I'm like, okay, all right, that's. <laughs> yeah, and he talks about it
4: like just, well, like, regardless, like, it's everything he wanted to accomplish in an album, which I think is really cool because, yeah, I think some of the best songwriting just comes from, like, being in a creative setting and just seeing what your brain comes up with in the moment. Like, that's kind of what Cardi does too. He just drinks codeine and shows up (laughs) it works really
0: well that's all he does bro that that (laughs) is my favorite
1: is that clip of him at the concert and like an instrumental comes on and he looks a little confused but then the bass hits and he's like oh did I make
4: this (laughs) 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 yeah
1: no that sounds
4: that sounds right
2: no I well so there's two things I want to say to that because like I think I think for one it's not I don't think that there's anything that's first, first point is an agreement 100% 100% because like I, I think that basically if, if uh, the way I've used, I used to say it is just like on the porch, like nobody's watching, just feeling something and just the, the distance between the, what you're feeling and it being recorded, getting that as small as possible is always the best music in my opinion. Mm. Um, f- for any genre, all genres. And I think it's cool to see electronics starting to have be be so easy to produce or, able to be produced quickly that people in those genres are starting to be able to yeah as fast as well, it's pop up I, really, the I really I really think of these types of albums
1: as, well. as like the the manga of the music scene
2: Get out of here No hear
1: me out hear me no, out on I'm this I'm just kidding let's let's hear it. No, no, Let not know but let me hear a second it. point real
2: quick Okay My second point is though I do want to be clear too in saying that that is me personally that is what I like out of music always has been the 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 production oftentimes if it's not organic or like just flowing in that way gets in the way of me really attaching to the art but that is not to say that there aren't artists that that labor for a long time and aren't there there are artists who labor for a long time and do overthink it and they still pull it off sometimes i think that's more rare though but that does happen that does happen
1: i would agree
0: let's hear your manga
2: point
1: well okay so I agree, sort of disagree with Aaron. But anyway, the important part is what I'm trying to get across is like I view this kind of album as the ultimate thing that one individual on their own can make. Right. You consider and, you know, there are collaborators on this, obviously. But the idea of someone sitting in a studio that they constructed themselves or in their basement or in their bedroom or whatnot, and they assemble things into a doll, and then they sing over it and it produces an album like this, that to me is the most you can do as an individual, right? You can write a book, you can write with just an acoustic guitar and write a great set of songs, right? But you can't necessarily go out and animate a whole cartoon by yourself, right? Otherwise, it's intensely laborious and you have to involve a bunch of people. So when I see an album like this, I view it as maximalist on the individual level, like, this is the theoretical maximum of what a human can do and release and pack densely into a soundscape that's still their own unified vision. Versus, and this is nothing against bands, but they technic- they usually have, like, a merging of those visions, right? Just because you need to get everybody in the room and creating together. And I think you have an opportunity here. You're talking about Sega taking such a personal hand and how he wanted exactly everything to appear. And I'm like, yeah, he would not have that control if he was not making this type of music. And yep. I think there's something to be said there at least. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, yeah, no, I, just, I, I see that.
2: I do think you're just really tabling Mike judge's ability to make a cartoon by himself. though. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: Sure. Why not? Let's pretend I like Beavis and Buckhead. Let's no, pretend. I, yeah,
4: I do agree with that. And I think I've realized more and more like bands have become less interesting to me, like over the past few years. And now it's, more about individual artists. Dude, I, you
0: know? I, I've made the same shift. I've been making yeah. that shift for the last few years. Like I, I think there is value to bands. It's just a different thing. Mm. It's just different. The, they're just, and, well, and for me, I, I, I tend to connect with individual artists more.
4: I mean, really the truth is too. like, there's no functional reasons for bands to exist anymore.
2: Okay. I, I do have to get, I have to, I, I do have for, to, band I, that. cause like, okay, first and foremost, my favorite people almost always are singer-songwriters, and they have been since I was in high school. Like, I am a massive fan of the individual artist. Singer-songwriter is where I came from. Now, that's what I, that's what I was trying to say. Is It's like electronic music now. We're at a point where people can throw beats out and get sounds going so quick that it's almost like the only reason it used to be the singer songwriter with a guitar or a piano is because those were instruments that you didn't have to set up. They they could just sit there and like their mind could just happen real time. Computers are at a point now and accessibility is such that people are doing that with electronics and that's what I'm starting to see happen. And I think it's really cool. That's what this type of stuff represents to me. But there is something to be said about collaboration and like, okay, if you're in a band with a bunch of passive people, okay, that that are just like, Everybody's following the one guy and we all know it's this 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 act is really just about the one guy Morcupine or girl. Tree. But false. But <laughs> when you're talking about a band where it is a battle of like giants like in the it tends to be more true not so much contemporary bands. But mm-hmm. like Daft Punk for sure, you got two brains that clearly are very passionate in the same space together. I like I like what Gorillaz does cuz Damon Albarn gets people who are passionate songwriters of them of their own selves and he works with them he doesn't write for them like collaboration is still something i esteem super that, highly that's the thing though is like we're at a point where
4: like you don't need to like if somebody wants to make music they don't have to say like okay like i'll be the vocalist then i need like three other Schlubs to come with me yeah. without any creative yeah, get rid input. Of the schlubs, you know, yeah, yeah, but like but, at this point, like collaboration should just be the best of the best collaborating. Yes, you know, like yes. like exactly what Song Machine was, you know? Yes. It's like there shouldn't be a band at all. You know, it should just be the
2: best of the best. Like, yeah. So just I'm not I'm not anti band, <laughs> I'm anti schlub. Because if, if, yeah, if, no, if definitely if the band was about one person in the band and we only knew their name and that's all we cared about, yep. then yeah, that needs to go. But I, I think, yeah, and so if that's what it means to be anti-band, no, I yeah, because I mean, like,
0: I mean, you think of you think of bands that are like timeless bands, and, and oftentimes it isn't just one person, like Zac la Roca and Tom Morello, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, but then. The bassist is extremely good, but I don't know his name. No, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the drummer is <laughs> exactly, extremely yeah. good, but I don't know his name. Yeah, well, and like
4: you don't and need like bass is so easy lo- to write. <laughs> like you don't
2: need you don't need an individual to know, come though. in I and think. just do bass. I don't know, dude. Thundercat really made the <laughs> yeah, the but, he's, what but it
4: he's but he's the best butterfly. Er, he's he the best uh, freaking
2: bassist Collins ever. Like that's the thing is like Thundercat. the
3: but
2: but but no no no. Like I I think like because yeah. I know you guys don't like him, but like Pink Floyd, you had David Gilmour and Roger Waters. Those
3: were two Well, Whoa, put very... some respect on Nick Mason, too. Yeah, yeah, yes. You're right, though. You are right. A Any, one of these anybody guys ever heard of Nick careers.
0: Mason? I no, don't.
3: no, no. How many of these the drummer rock rock
1: Pink people Pink am I supposed to
2: keep track no, of? No, 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 no. Okay, but like... All of them. Get to work. But like <laughs> Seriously, though, like, like, I mean, yeah. Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel and Genesis, like, those are... You know what I mean? It's like... That used to be the format. I can accept that, that format's going away, but I like what Damon said. Like, get the best people collaborating. But, like, you them.
4: pretty much just proved my point by bringing up Thundercat. Because, like, if somebody's trying to get a really good bass part, why hit up some buddy of theirs who knows bass? Hit up the literal best bass player, like, assuming they have the budget or whatever. But, yeah. like, yeah, like, people should just
0: collaborate with, like, that's Travis that, Barker. Well, the if thing somebody is, needs I, pop I, punk I drums. I definitely get what you know? you're saying. But the thing is, is like, Thundercat is going to have the Thundercat sound, right? Yeah, I would. And and it's like he might be the best. He might be the best of this sound, but I want a basis that's a different sound. Yeah, so I I guess there would be the best for different sounds. True. So this
2: this is interesting because like what you're talking about ultimately with the schlubs is like the concept of studio musicians and they've been around for a long time. Oh yeah, there's some insanely talented studio musicians, and every once in a while, one of them will pop off and have a solo career. Mm -hmm. But yeah, maybe instead of like bringing them in the band just like work with the studio musician just be like mm. yeah. but, but i mean, mean that we also we don't care like, that
1: much
3: about this part let's just bring you in you're good <laughs> i mean also you have to like consider live performance though yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah but live performance has changed so much too where it you depends can't on you what can have individual to, you can have a single person on stage make a captivating amazing show oh yeah and like it's possible, f- like, like I, flume that flume show
3: dude and see for like electronic music 100% because you can but do I don't that even, stuff I don't by even, yourself. Well,
0: I guess, Chris. But I'm
3: not going to. Like, if I went and showed up to, like, like, a punk show and there's one dude on I'm going to walk the Yeah, game. I mean, it doesn't, uh, well, it well, doesn't apply right, to but every, that's every genre. that's
0: what punk is built on. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what punk yeah. is gotta built consider, on. you got to
3: consider, like, a live aspect. If you want to have a band that plays I see live, what you're mm-hmm. then you have got to consider that yeah. you need a band. Yeah.
0: Yep, yeah, that, that's true. That's true. However, this thing about bands live is, like, the they're swappable like even at gorillas like that that guitarist and that bassist were cool but those dudes were like they were like lego pieces it's yeah. Like, blah, blah. yeah you know what i'm saying you can just
3: yeah but even then you still have to find the right
2: lego piece yeah here yeah. is here is the I, other thing that i will say to what i in a way i think cody's getting at as well is you have no idea what individuals are bringing to an artist in in the studio too because like Let's say it's my childhood friend and he sucks at the drums, but I'm with my childhood friend in here and I'm comfortable and I'm in a certain headspace.
1: He's really calling me out like this. That
2: that <laughs> that's that's irreplaceable. Yeah to, to the I, artist.
3: But like I get that. Yeah, I mean you can also be like the five I mean, Damon said it, like music's theory six or whatever he called it. <laughs> Dude's that like he six of those guys suck. together and they're like incredible musicians, the best in the world, but there's no soul behind it. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: I know, dude. It's it's an amazing... Music is an amazing thing. There are so many parts. Yeah, it's it's so too su- bad we're a yeah. cinema podcast Go on to the next, like, to the next part. It's too bad we're a cinema podcast. Yeah, I didn't have to say
1: anything about the yeah. album. Thanks. It's too bad.
3: It's
2: too bad. Cody brought World Peace and he
3: wanted me to move on. Oh, I did have something to say about the album. It's real easy. I have never. I don't think we've ever had an album that I liked so much only to like blow its ACL in the final track. <laughs> I was like... that. I hated that final song so much. I and will it was such say, a bummer because the rest of the album was so good. I will
0: say... I did not like the final song either. And, and I was like especially putting it after Um Um because mm. I was like no 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 Romeo was killer oh, yeah. Um Um uh, Um I was yeah. like oh it even okay. got a heart and then all of a Spotify. sudden this weird thing was shoehorned in at the end and I was like
3: what yeah no the second the vocals hit I was like oh there goes one ACL and then the <laughs> instrumentals hit I was like oh there goes the other ACL like oh my god this guy's dead on the track <laughs> that, I, did, I <laughs> it bummed that me out because I had so much fun with the rest of the album well oh, fun man. might not be the right word because it's not a super energetic album but I did enjoy it Yeah, I had a good time listening no, to it no I, I actually agree with that I like but I did
0: love say. the album. I just didn't like the last. I, song. I think it's it's,
3: ju- it's just the sound and me. I, I could be anybody. I don't think it's gonna work. It, it's
4: supposed it didn't to be like for me either. It's supposed to be a song about the girl on the album cover.
0: That's, I, that's what name. I thought. Because yeah. it's called Lucy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I saw that and I was like, mm, I bet that's the
3: glowing girl. Yep.
0: Dude, I was right, and I just freaking guessed. Nice. <laughs> yep.
3: But yeah, no, I did really enjoy the rest of the album. The title track was sweet. I was super into that. Right on yeah for real and I also really like the Charlotte Gainsbourg track I'll stand alone on that one it's fine I I don't mind that track either I I enjoyed it it. yeah I I didn't love it but I respect it it definitely
2: was French and I definitely went oh in French and I looked at it and it said Charlotte Gainsbourg I'm like yeah checks out (laughs) checks out
0: All right, Logan this is your this is your topic introduce us
1: let's hear because I already forgot what it was oh okay the question is Is there any point to making negative criticism? No. I'm going to get... And I proposed this question in a time of lesser knowledge. It was a time in which I thought that there were people around this table that weren't open to the idea of criticizing something just for the sake of ragging on it. Me. And then... I discovered that someone has a Letterboxd account, in which they do rag on plenty of movies publicly
0: for the enjoyment of others. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get ahead of this. I'm gonna get.
2: Wait. Wait. What happened? I think it's all good. Just keep going. Oh. 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 I just need to check
0: it. Is it still recording?
2: That's what I'm checking.
0: Hello. 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 Yeah, it's Recording. Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm going to get in front of this, okay? Right. Because th- this has been one of my frustrations, especially about that little blog post you wrote. Yeah. That little blog post essentially said that I believed there is no place for it, and I mm-hmm. never said that. I ever, since the beginning of the show, I never said there's no place. Mm-hmm. I said so many people make it their place, and it's just up to you if you have to just endure somebody's negative criticism. If you are going and searching for it yourself, that's totally different. And I do think there is value to it. But my point from the beginning is unsolicited negative feedback. That's what I've been saying. And I do think that unsolicited negative feedback is pointless. I still stand by that. Do
2: you consider Fantano unsolicited negative feedback? Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> that 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 is a good question.
2: I consider I, Fantano unsolicited. Does that count? <laughs> Just in general,
0: I. Uh, the thing is,
2: that Drake thing was funny though. <laughs> that really was funny. That was funny. That's the funniest thing I, he's done in years. Like he hasn't done anything funny in a long time. But that Drake situation was pretty funny.
0: That was funny, but dude, Drake's messages were freaking fire. <laughs> that was so good. Anyways, I um. I don't know what to say about Fantano. I just hate Fantano a lot because I just think he's super toxic. I just legitimately yeah, think I, he's toxic. I, I, I think that's fine, but and like,
2: I answer my question. Is he unsolicited? Like, mu- negative opinion. You, you're you looking, uh, you're, you're getting him. I'm, he's showing up on your feed theoretically because you're showing interest I, I in know, engaging I with know. the music community.
0: I know, I don't know what to say about it. Maybe, maybe I'll have to, even though I just, I hate it. I might have to say it's not solicited but he's just such a magnet for toxicity and it's just like or you 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 say it is solicited um like like you are I, I don't know what you want me to say about it I'm it's trying like he to can say... have he can have his own opinion but he's just a toxic person yeah, okay
2: i know but like <laughs> what i'm trying to say is like if you at all tell the internet that you are interested in engaging with the music conversation He's gonna probably start. He's gonna show up somewhere at some point. Oh, for sure, he and, is. And like, I think you solicited that by telling the internet that you're interested in the conversation. And so I, I hate, I hate the
0: implication though that if you want to talk about music, it means you have to talk about Fantano. That, that's been my problem.
4: It's true though. Yeah, that
0: I, is I, like honestly, <laughs> honestly. I, know, honestly, then, I just, guess in that sense, it is unsolicited. No, in but that it, sense.
4: I agree. But after going to school, dude. There are I so know. many, like, you cannot not bring him up. And it's like, I've never brought him up once, but I've probably talked about him six, seven times. I know. And it's just like, I, yo, like, I
0: know. I, yeah, he's, I he's mean, all I that guess. exists. He's all that he exists is, for a he, lot dude, of he,
2: like, If anything, what we should be mad about is the fact that he monopolizes the conversation. Yeah. It's that, that, that is what I've been and mad it's about. It's pretty annoying that he monopolizes it.
0: Dude, that's literally what I've been saying.
4: I just wish there was like a Fantana rival out there, you know? Dude, like, dude, just yes. someone who could it's also. Us. We're the fans.
0: No, I completely agree, though. No, because like
4: I, he's the only one that like eloquently talks about albums yep, yep. and gives them a number rating or whatever. But yep. like, maybe there are others out there, but
0: N- nobody, who, no, nobody, nobody in the same him. sphere as him. Yeah. The problem and, is and, the
2: problem is every other one that does has an anime anime profile picture. <laughs> yeah, that right. is the problem. <laughs> You want to you want to change the world. You want to change the world. You got to start with your profile picture. Doesn't start with cleaning your room. So they lie into you out there.
0: So here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing, dude. I and I'm speaking specifically to you because what you what you were talking about about the letterbox thing. Here's the deal. I have negative opinions of things. There are things I don't like. It's not like every single thing. I'm just like, oh, I like it. I like I like every single thing. There are things I dislike. It's just. Why there are certain circumstances where it's like, why would anybody even care if I disliked it? And furthermore, if they like it, why do that?
2: Here, here that here, that, here, here like, is why. why rain on their parade? Okay, but here I I, just, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Like, I think I think that you can right now. Okay, it's back.
0: No more space bar for you. No
2: more space bar. No, 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 no. no okay, here is the obvious companion question, though, to what you are saying is is. I agree that, okay, first of all, I think you can express distaste without being, like, offensive or being mean. I think you can do that. But second thing is, like, why would anybody care that you like it? Why would anybody care that you dislike it? Why would anybody care that you like it?
0: You're well, clearly, because if you're if you're in a conversation with somebody that you explicitly know they like it, then why would it matter if you dislike it? Well, yeah, no, you should be able Cause, to... Cause
2: like, I think what it, it comes down to is being able to exp- express distaste in a way that's just... Because you should be able to say, I don't like this without being an a-hole. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I and think and it's I, possible. I, I believe agree. it's possible. I agree. I agree. And,
0: and no, like literally, what I was going to start this segment by saying is, if you say that I have ever said there is zero point to negative criticism, that is incorrect. I've never said that. I said unsolicited negative criticism. That is what I've always said. I mean, but unsolicited and, and
2: advice in general. It's yeah, not even I, negative.
0: I agree. Unsolicited advice in general. Just I agree. anything
4: unsolicited ever.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly. And I don't see what the big problem is. Why is it such a problem? I, I think that that should be pretty that clear. That is the mind. real question,
2: I think, is just... Uh, yeah, I think we all. I think pretty much every human agrees that unsolicited anything is basically all right, intrusion. So, so
1: I concede that there is a time and a place for negative criticism, and that you believe that. However, who solicits letterboxed reviews? Anybody who follows? Okay, yeah, nope. A- anybody
0: who follows me,
1: right? <laughs> sure. So in the but case your, of me, your if reviews I... are public. True, but yeah, I'm but not they have have to find to... And So my if someone review. logs onto a movie that they like, there's a chance that you're, they'll you're see right. your negative right. review and you'll have done that. That's you're like right. saying if you're, you're driving you through the countryside and see a, a dump. Such, it's their fault. <laughs>
0: that's why I was just having such difficulty with that Fantano question. It's because it's like, no, he can totally do what he's doing. That, I, he can. But the thing but you're is, also doing that. But I'm also doing that. The true. exact same thing. I wouldn't say it's the exact same thing because I'm not near as toxic as he is. Okay. that That's just like objectively true. And I I, I don't Ooh, know. Yeah, that's a bold claim. No, that's objective. No, no, true. no. I mean I, <laughs> that I is objective. Objectively I know you. You're my brother, and I think that
2: that to be true. But like, <laughs> objective is a powerful word.
0: It's objectively <laughs> true. So, I'm so
3: telling. Wait, you. Wait, wait. We're Jake, dealing with Jake, Let me let me be
1: clear here. here. So <laughs> you are reviewing things on a public forum on the internet that people can find without looking for you specifically, and they may <laughs> like that thing when they see your negative review. How is that not the same as Fantano? Yeah.
0: I, I will have to, I'll give you that. Okay. I can't really explain my way out of that one. However, you have to look at the way that you approach it though. Because okay. the, when I write a negative review, almost always it will be something about this doesn't work for me. I really don't think that this works for these reasons. And it, oftentimes it's based in my own opinion. Fantano speaks in such a way where he's like, "No, dude, this just sucks." Like he speaks like objectively. Dude, but he has and
2: made so many videos. I know that he's very cynical and he's dabbing. The he, whole yeah, time. he's incredibly cynical. But, that's a good. But word. he does all. He has made many videos where he says, "Go and like your thing." He, he,
0: you yeah, can, but that's the dude, most. That's the most bull crap. Okay, thing. but you can meta on meta him. No, no. He long. says he says in his videos he's like, "Look, if you like this, that's your thing. It's just a steaming pile of crap."
2: You know, that's what he'll do. It's literally uh, more, more like in, that. More important than Fantano, because I don't know him personally. Cody over here, I saw a tweet. He personally calling almost everybody at this table out where he said, and I think this is a direct quote, anybody on Letterboxd making single-sentence ironic reviews should die.
3: Yeah, no, that's... Dude, that I, goes I, hard. I, I stand by that 100%. I think that Letterboxd, not to like totally remove Letterboxd, from like the topic of conversation, but I think it's overall a very negative thing for movie conversations. I, I, no, I do like, think I agree. The if fact you, that people are just like, "Oh, I'm going to write a meme review." Yeah, exactly. So the meme die. reviews
0: are like a cancer I, in letterbox. I'm like,
3: "There's it, who cares? What are you bringing? Positive or negative? This you're bringing nothing. Yeah. It's stupid, and
1: I hate you." Now, now hold on. I agree with you. Actually, I think, I think we're getting away from the original point. I, I, was, I said I wanted we, to I read I read have read a danger
2: yeah. sometimes with Cody, but like I try to be sincere. I just try to. I mean if I really hated the movie, I'll I, dab.
3: The only person who's ever tried to dab on me had to create a freaking account to do it. So like <laughs> I, I would I think in general, like if I'm reviewing something negative or positive, like I just like, hey, it's not really my thing. Yeah. I if if you're into that, then cool, I don't care. Furthermore, like, furthermore I don't listen to pretty much any of the music you guys. I will, I will to, give so. you
0: I will give you on the Fantano point, I will give you that. He, he, I mean, totally, it's his space to do that. I, and, and I, whatever, he can do that. There isn't that much difference between me reviewing movies on Letterboxd and him, other than basic approach to actually being like cynical and stuff. But what I'll say is this there are other circumstances like this show. When I first started on this show, you guys were incredibly toxic incredibly toxic and there was nothing I could do about it it was like no I'm stuck in this conversation you guys are telling me this type of music sucks and there's nothing I can do about it unsolicited that is different and that is something that does drive me crazy and it's like if you're at school or whatever and you have a friend or somebody that's like Joining your group, and then all of a sudden they start crapping on all this stuff. You're just like,
1: what? Like what? We're going hands. Well, but I, I, yeah, I, I do want to. So I <laughs> that, can. That's what that. I'm saying. That's all I'm I can see that there was a toxicity, and I, I, you know whether it's evolved or changed. I'm not even here to say. <laughs> what I will say though is that early on, your perspective was you shouldn't be giving negative criticism if it's unsolicited. And I felt bad that I was putting you in a place where you had to express negative opinions on media in a public forum. And then I turn around and I found out that you were doing that of your own free will and volition. And I, and I really can't reconcile that, Jake. I can't understand how you can have been saying this to me all these years. And you're doing the exact same thing that Fantano does. And now you're reducing it to an argument of, I just say better words than he does. I'd agree with I say with that. nicer words. And thank you. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Dude, God bless. But what, I, what, I'll say, man in the world, what I'll say, what I'll say though,
1: is this: I
0: first and foremost, nobody gives a rip about my letterbox. It's more of a diary for me than anything. Like, who who's out here really caring about what I say? The only people that Your are peers. popular on
3: Letterbox I mean, are people, like people that write one sentence like review. Jake, 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 no, that Jake, Jake.
0: Jake, Jake. Jake,
4: Jake. You should only <laughs> care about what the people who care about you think. I probably read, like, 90% of your reviews
3: on Letterboxd. Really? If, yeah, anytime if I If like any of you guys the... review something, I'll read it.
0: Well, that's yeah. good I oftentimes that's good read enough. your guys' as well. Yeah, I, I read everything. if I don't care I, about
2: the people around me, what's the point, man?
0: Well, okay, I wasn't trying to say don't care about the people around you. I was just trying to say... I'm not some big influencer who's out here chokeholding
3: no, yeah. small artists. Well, that's and- what
4: I'll say. Your magnitude is nothing compared to Yeah, you
3: don't have to- the yeah. platform of like,
1: millions of subscribers. So if Jake gets a popular review on Letterboxd, he should delete his account.
2: I you know that's for him. More, this that's not the same as having a platform I mean, of I guess that would be a question oh, oh, I'd have to answer Logan, like right. morally yeah. to be honest with you I I've gone in infamy and some people getting upset at me to the point of I think famous people are a horrible idea but they're <laughs> an inevitability and yeah. so like when you become famous I think you know like that that's why I mean early on in the show we talked about attaching your name to your art like as a solo artist or whatever is a risky move because you, you, you're you not going to escape that at that point. Like, I mean, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to say don't do what you're going to do. But the point is you can't really – your name now will, will be associated with – if you were to explode and your name is the name of the act, like you can't really separate yourself from that the same yeah. way you can if you go under a project name. Yeah.
1: Well, so, so let's be clear. So, Jake, your fundamental argument is based on what you've said and your actions on the Internet is it's okay to give unsolicited negative advice so long as it's not popular.
0: Uh, I don't know that I disagree with that, yeah. Okay. I, I do kind of feel All right. that way. If,
1: if but, that's settled though. But
0: also also It's not
1: only it's not only okay, it's a fun and engaging activity that you've done for years now.
0: I mean here here okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Logan. Value your friends. The more I have talked with like you, the more I have talked with, with you over the course of this show, Jake. the more I've <laughs> had to revi- refine the way I feel about this because you're very <laughs> radical about it. And so it, it makes me think about it and talk about it a lot. And here's the thing. I think if I could boil down all of what we've had so far with the show, I would boil it down on this topic to one word and its discretion. And literally, it's just when and why are you sharing the negative opinions? So you think this whole time in my head, it's not like I haven't had negative opinions. Of course, I've had negative opinions. It's I'm choosing when and why to share them and with who and for what matter. Because there are just certain circumstances where it's just uncalled for and you don't need to. And And frankly, it it just pisses people off. And it's
1: uncalled for on a music podcast with five listeners in Illinois but it is called Shout for on a movie review website where everybody where where apparently people read 90% of your reviews
0: i mean yeah i
1: got it sure but like i just wanted to be clear that's all this is like just hit, a cross examination of jake
0: yeah this this just seems kind of <laughs> like i don't know exactly what you're doing cuz my thing is like you've ruined the
2: segment my goodness not again
0: <laughs> uh, this started you're start talking the the about uh, like, i, I, I don't know my my thing is is like so what you're you're telling me not to say negative opinions then, even though I'm doing no. it in like the most discreet way possible. No, right? Jake, like, what I, what no. I'm
1: asking for is clarity. What I'm saying is, I've heard one thing from you on this podcast about what's okay and what's not okay, and I'm seeing in your private life exactly your that's the life, key. Actually, hey, hey, your public life I, I, all, I that you are doing Jay, something Jay. That all we contradicts have to remember
2: that. is Logan is the number one do not make hypocrisy I, argument guy and look what he's doing all i all i, 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 I know, want is clarity
0: I all i want is cl- i'm not do, telling you like to do uh, or not do here, anything here's your, clarity.
2: Here's, okay, your clarity. here's your clarity here's your clarity you ready for it here it comes oh man no, no. dude now we have to finish that yeah we do we do have to
0: finish that the clarity is discretion that is the clarity discretion on what Okay, do you want me to re-say everything I've just said the well, last 10 minutes? So the biggest thing Be- that I, that when I heard, and why When and why are you saying negative opinions?
1: Not on a music podcast with five people who listen in Illinois. Okay, no, no, no. Dude, I more said, than there actually is more than yo, that. I Sorry, said, 100 people who listen in Illinois. Dude, dude that's my boy. I, yo, it's-
0: I said a few episodes ago, James if you remember, like I said, I was like, you know what? We are here to fight about music. And mm. I agreed with that. And yeah. I rested my case on that one. You were right. We are here to fight about music. I already rested that case. So that point... Mm-hmm. No longer counts All because right. you are right. We are here to talk about music opinions. Yeah, we are here solicited. If you showed up, you are ready for a negative opinion. That mm. that's the point of the show. And it, and if and I, I go I, on Letterbox
1: we, to look at a movie that I like, then I am soliciting your negative opinion on that movie. I mean, me
0: specifically though, really like. Well, no, nobody not goes, goes to Letterbox to know what I said. But about it is a public I, I guess forum. these guys, but like you yeah. were saying, it's so public. I'm like, dude, I'm a drop in a bucket. In Letterboxd. So
1: as long as you're unpopular, it's okay. I,
0: I mean, I guess. Still you you make it sound again. stupid, but like... You, no, I you just, just want clarity. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Just if you're being toxic and making people upset on purpose, just get out of here. That's yeah. my point. And, and I that say again, is my point. And I'll double
2: down and just say, like, just everybody, everybody out there. This is me speaking in my ham radio, radio out to the aliens. Just value your friends. Seek community. Be with your people.
4: Try not to say anything that you're gonna like have to go back and reiterate many, many times. Cause Yeah, I, I just avoid that. And I'm Literally, <laughs> literally though, it's like
2: seriously stop caring so much about people you don't know and instead care about the people that you do. Like start there. Yeah. And start with your profile picture. Just then you clean your room. And then start caring about the people around you. Yeah. Get a full time job
4: get two full-time jobs work, get, get two work really jobs. Hard, just get what you want out of life yo yeah don't no, dude, let, amen that, don't let the haters bring you
0: down dude, <laughs> dude you guys are you guys are straight up right and it has taken me so long to come to that conclusion but i agree like legit i i've had to learn how to unplug myself from this because i don't know what to tell you logan I guess you just, can you can dig in and find hypocrisy. You can find hypocrisy and everything. That is a big thing that I've done on this show because I do think sometimes it is very glaring. And in this case, <laughs> I won't tell you it's not glaring, I guess, in my life. But all I'm saying is discretion and intention. Why, why are you saying it? Are you literally just trying to stir the punch? Are you legitimately just trying to dunk on people? If you are cough cough like fantana was well, then get out those are what, some good words those what i, I will say like
2: attention. those are some good ones
4: letterbox is set up to where like like that's the point of the app is to sh- just unload your thoughts yeah. on whatever movie like any yeah. movie i am the dude who leaves one sentence not meme reviews but just like whatever was significant and that's it like i don't want well, that's wanna, different yeah that, I, that is different. i don't you know, i don't do two paragraphs that's of how everything I am too i mean
3: you're writing like an essay. I, I, I read, read like, your essays it's like
4: every the time. It's like the two-word so review you know. mentality, <laughs> I guess. Just, this is what stood out, whatever, I don't really want to spend 15 minutes talking about this movie. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. Yeah. no, but like, like, you know, you pull up a movie, it's got the big plus mark or whatever, and you just share your thoughts or whatever. Like, that's kind of the point of the app or whatever. Like, yeah, so I guess... And it, like, anytime I click on a movie, your thoughts are there, mm-hmm. you know, regardless, so... Yep. The, I guess in
0: that sense, you are agreeing to see the negative criticism. W- one thing... Just like I had to... You put my back against the wall with Fantano. If I'm looking up Fantano, it's on me at that point. If you're on Letterbox, I guess it's on you. Yeah, I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, it has to be. Unless... No, yeah. but,
0: like...
4: I'm saying, like any movie you see, you're gonna want to leave a review on Letterboxd. Of course, you're not gonna like every movie. Yeah, it's like yeah, there's kind of nothing. You that's can how do it about feels that. like to me. Like, I just leave what I think about movies. If it's negative, it's negative. Main right? yeah. main, main thing. Like, though, I'm not really trying to make an impact on anybody else. Boom, it's boom. Just my that's thoughts. it. I
0: completely agree with what.
4: But you
2: here's the meant. here is the problem with intent and this is why I bring the lo- locality into the conversation is you can't tell intent unless you know people. That's true. That is true. So that is true. And then the other point yeah. is I, I have to clarify. Damon had a, he was on fire. He was speaking some words, but when he said two full-time jobs, no one full-time job, <laughs> make time for your people, make some time for your people.
4: <laughs> I was just giving generic hustler advice. Yeah, just well, generic then.
2: hustler <laughs> advice. You were, over, you were overdoing it a little bit. You know, too, too I'd
1: rather hustle now. 24-7 than slave 9-5. to five. Exactly. <laughs> no.
0: After 5, you
2: make that time for your people. Come on. After
0: 5, you make that time for your people. All right. Bop of the week. Bop of the week. Does Damon or Logan start Damon starts. Damon uh, starts. Um, Unless you
4: want to go last. I just... Uh, actually... Tomorrow comes today is probably it, bro. Cause just cause I forgot about that song almost completely until he played it, and I was like, they played quite a bit of the first album. Yeah, I was, I, I was, but tomorrow comes today specifically. I was like, wow, that like, beat, dude. This is a pretty cool song that I kind of forgot about, and so good.
2: Yeah, first album in general, to be honest. Yeah, it's, and on that one,
4: it's pretty good. Just the it's color palettes on the on the cartoons, I think. First so cool.
2: gen cartoons and music, I think, is the. It's the peak, but it's all been good. Yep. Uh, It has all been good, uh, but yes. That first album is so cool. I
3: don't know. I lost interest in Gorillaz after Demon Days. There's been tracks here and there, but I was kind of checked out.
2: Demon Days is like the staple, and it deserves it. Like, it's very bulletproof, but at the same time, it is kind of... I think it came from a pretty organic place, but it almost with time, because of the way it was consumed, feels almost mass produced at this point but i don't think it was when it was made but it kind of has evolved but anyway anyway the doom song on demon days dude let's hear it logan
1: november has come november has come yeah shout out uh i'm back into math core nice it's a good it's a good time (laughs) everybody was talking about like yeah we need to kill the band it's over and i was like but how how will we get mathcore? core? <laughs> how do you, Yeah, I, there, there that's, are certain that's true. Yeah. I think there in are. something like there math are. core, like, yeah, you need one central person who's like, this is what the song is about. And everyone else is just like PhDs in jazz guitar. <laughs> yep. Converge. <laughs> You're literally <laughs> you know? just talking about converge, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And can just be like, okay, we'll do that. But just with like 80 time signatures and screaming. So yeah, Calus uh, uh, Dow Boys, their new album came out. My uh, friends are going
3: to be very excited to hear that you like
1: their album. Celebrity. Thi- oh, yeah. I know them well. <laughs> it's dang good. Oh, uh, wow, really? My, yeah. my roommate has a serious crush on the lead singer right now. I showed her a few music videos. Are they local?
3: No, they're from Atlanta. How do you know We were in a group chat together <laughs> at once. Uh, their guitarist, Maddie, and their violinist, Addison.
1: Wow. That's yeah, this is a, this is serious math core. This isn't your. Yeah, dude, this this is your, got
0: a, they, they got a violin.
3: It's, it's not your real. daddy's
1: like three piece. This is a band. It's <laughs> not and your there's, daddy's like, three piece. <laughs> <couch. laughs> <laughs> so shout out Rush right uh, now. You know
3: the album before the Die on Mars album. Yeah, that album cover. My friend Jeff took the picture of that. He's in a band called Sunflower. Yeah, you should listen to them. I they will just released them an album. Wait, how do you how do you make awesome. it Sunflower and not Sunflower? S U N F L O apostrophe E R. Oh gosh yes. dang now. I'm gonna have to do a reach to type in their name. Yeah,
2: like.
1: <laughs> Not if you had a better keyboard. <laughs> oh no. no. Anyway, no. this the track Beautiful Dude Missile is a is a rager, <laughs> great tracking. lyrics. Uh and I love mathcore songs that are nuts eighty that are nuts twenty percent of the time, but then eighty percent of the track you can actually kind of bob your head to, even though crazy stuff is going on. Uh, and this is one of those Also Prancer by Dillinger Escape Plan But I think I already dropped that one Anyway, check it out
3: Sick, bro Shout out to the Callous Dow Boys um,
0: So, uh, my bop this week was um,
3: Dillinger, sorry
2: Dillinger Escape Plan was on that note That I still have on my phone The first time we talked music That was something <laughs> you recommended So, like You gotta listen to
3: Dillinger They're fantastic Nothing's changed
0: Um Okay, my bop was Your Joys Your Sorrow Unmasked by Cry Wolf. This was literally just like this one-off track he did like between albums. I think it was after Widow. It was either right before or right after Widow, I can't remember now, but fantastic song. I used to love this song. Like I used to listen to it a freaking every day and then it just kind of resurged for me this week. Because I've been in high anticipation of his new album, which is going to be amazing, the singles he's dropped for it are so freaking good, and it's Widow Part 2. Who knows? I might bring it to the show. We'll see. But, uh, you know, I I don't want to recycle too much on the show. It's too bad
1: we're a cinema podcast now. It's Mm -hmm. too bad we're a cinema podcast.
0: But anyways, um, Crywolf is just awesome. He's just got the coolest blend of electronics and raw vocals and really cool instrumentation that he does himself. And uh, it's just good stuff, so.
2: that's my bop this week. Um, my bop, I mean, it's it's hard to call it from the week, but man, without a doubt, it just immediately stole the show. At the end of the Avalanches show, they played the full sample of where they took the We Will Always Love You from. Went and found the song, and it's called Hammond's Song, and um, it's super good. It That sample is absolutely iconic, but there's like, Holy crap. It's, it's just a really good song. So, uh, yeah. Hammond song. It's really good.
0: I noticed they did that last night with a few songs where they would play the sample from the album yeah. and then they would let
2: it go. Yeah, they did it several times. But then at the very end of the show, I was like, what is that? Like, I, the Avalanches, as curators, even, it's just like, just. And, and they have, like I say, go and just search the Avalanches on YouTube. They have so many mixes and stuff. But, like, pretty much everything that they're into, just really good. Like, I don't know. Anyway.
3: um, My bop. This is kind of a break from tradition for me. I've never been a big fan of Deathcore. It's cool when they're not doing breakdowns with, like, super deep guttural vocals. I, I check out super fast I that I thought happens. that
1: was all of Deathcore.
3: <laughs> it used to be. it become, like, in a weird way for a genre that used to be dominated by, like, kids with swoopy hair, the singing about how much they hate their ex and saying, like, incredibly misogynistic stuff. It's like, matured a lot in the last five years. That sounded
0: cool until the misogynist part.
3: No, like, early Bring Me the Horizons, like, peak example, that first album is just loaded with, like, questionable lyrics but really cool song structures. (laughs) Um, And then they toured with a band called Barrier Dead and wrote the second album, Suicide Seasons, just a Barrier Dead album. Anyway, Mm. there's a band that I've never given the time of day to until last week. One of their songs just came on on YouTube. They're called Lorna Shore, they're huge. I've just never listened to them. They just got a new vocalist, and the dude has just, for, like, a dude who is screaming, like, the most insane range I've ever heard in my life. And they also do, like, the big breakdowns with, like, super deep guttural vocals, and I check out. But they released <laughs> a song called Pain Remains One, Dancing Like Flames. It's, like, six minutes long, played at, like, 200 beats per minute the entire time. Holy and it crap. is nuts. There's no breakdowns in it, which means I'm super in. There's like. You don't like breakdowns? I do like breakdowns, but deathcore breakdowns felt derivative by like 2009, and I don't (laughs) think anybody's really done anything with them since then. I see. Um, But just super. It's got a lot of atmosphere to it for a song that's pretty much just blast beats for five and a half minutes. Is post breakdown a genre? Probably. I don't know. Um, But it's got like the clean vocals on there. And if you saw the kid, I think his name's like Will Ramos or something like that. He's like a scrawny kid. And then you hear this man open his mouth and it's terrifying. He sounds like a demon. <laughs> Love um, it, dude. But yeah, there's like symphonic stuff going on over it too, and it, it works super well. I'm actually legitimately excited for a deathcore album for like the first time in my life. Sounds cool. I
1: thought post breakdown as a genre was the name for the album that you gave after the breakup album. You know, where you're like, <laughs> post- guys, breakdown. I promise I'm not crazy anymore. <laughs> oh no. Post breakdown? No. <laughs>
2: We're not getting into this. Okay. We're not getting I'm not having a wonder flashback. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nimwick Radio this week. Uh, we'll, we'll catch call. you next week.
0: See you next week. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week.